folks. We're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Live from the betting capital of the world. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. It's a football Friday here on Wager Talk. Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels breaking it down for you for the next hour. Welcome to all of you watching on the Sports Grid TV network. Welcome to those of you who are watching on Zumo, Channel 719. Welcome to those of you listening on the iHeartRadio network and all of our podcast outlets. This is your Sports Central for betters, and it's Friday, you know we have a loaded show. We're going to go through a boatload of college football, a boatload of NFL, talk World Series, talk NBA, you know the drill. Let's get right into it. We like to start, bad beats, bad bets, bad for the books, a little review of what happened last night and another Thursday night NFL snoozer. And I feel like I say this every Friday we come on the show. Not compelling football. Uh, Vikings won, Redskins covered, game stayed under, lots of field goals in Minnesota last night. Not an efficient offensive ball game for a the Minnesota team that the Vikings were the better team last night. They were in control of that game, even when it was tied 6-6. Uh, you know, you didn't get the sense that Washington was about to pull the outright upset, especially once Haskins came in the game. He wasn't pretty. What's your take? Looking back, Minnesota and Washington, the betters did not get the money in that one. Lots of Vikings money that did not cash with their 10-point victory. You know, it was an absolutely great night, Teddy. I had nothing on the college game. I had nothing on the NFL game. And I got so much work done in college basketball last night. So it was an awesome night. You know, looking back with the Redskins, 14 first downs isn't going to get a cut. Uh, like I said, I only watched bits and pieces of the Vikings game. But, um, you know, I'm going to throw back a question to you. Did he miss Adam Thielen or were they just out of sync? Well, it was just red zone execution. Uh, I mean, it, it, the whole game seemed to be like first and goal for Minnesota, and they would uh, settle for field goals. Uh, and that happened repeatedly, and that's why if you had the field goal over prop, it was a good night. If you bet the under, not uh, quite. Uh, or if you bet the under, uh, a, a very good night. Uh, but other than that, if you were on the Minnesota side, they moved the football all night, and they just didn't turn scoring opportunities into touchdowns, hence the lack of a point spread cover in a game. They pretty well dominated. But before I let you off the hook, Ralph, you said you did a bunch of college basketball work last night. Come on, give me one bet on, give me one bet against, give me one something. You can't, you can't just leave that tease and leave our audience with nothing. Give us one thing you uncovered last night in college hoop. One, one bet on team or bet against. There, there, there's, there's 353 teams, right? I tweeted out about an hour ago, the 22 teams that return all five starters and the eight teams with zero returning starters. So it's a good place for people to start at Cal Sports LV. Just go back in my timeline and you're going to see those 30 teams I listed out of the 353 teams. Obviously, the teams with all starters returning likely to be better than average coming out of the gate. Teams with zero returning starters likely to be uh, going through some growing pains in early season college hoops. Excellent info. From Ralph Michaels again at Cal Sports LV uh, on Twitter if you want to see those lists. So you were right. 
Unfortunately, you were right in a game that I had money on the other side, uh, Ralph. But you said, don't expect SMU to go into Houston and win easily. They didn't. They were tested. SMU got the win. They did not get the cover, and the game stays under by a hook. 34-31 final. Mustangs win. Houston covers. Well, a season-low yardage for SMU, 388 yards. They got outgained by 122 yards. They are going to have a lot of pressure. You know, for years I've seen this, this group of five teams, since they are now going to be bowl eligible for that New Year's Day bowl, there is just intense pressure on these kids, and it's just going to mount with their next road game in Memphis. No doubt. Uh, it doesn't get a whole lot easier for uh, SMU, and their toughest tests still lay ahead. I do not. Expect the Mustangs to win all of their games when all said and done. So NBA last night, we had a couple of fun ones. NBA on TNT, and one of them was a rally game. The Bucks trailed by 16 at the break. They were down by 20 early in the third. Well, they rallied from 20 down. Houston jacking up bad threes after bad three after bad three. The Rockets' offense way out of sync in the second half. Milwaukee rallies from way behind to get the outright upset in Houston on opening night for both teams. Russ Westbrook looked okay, looked pretty good. James Harden, not one of his better shooting performances. He took the blame for the loss after the game. Well, if, if again, for those that watched yesterday, I believe you said that. You know, you're adding Westbrook in, you're changing the point guard situation, and you think there's going to be some unfluidness in Houston, and that's exactly what happened. Only 14 times last year, did a team rally from being down 15 points or more at halftime? The next game, just FYI, they went 4-10 and 10 against the spread. That puts Milwaukee in bet against mode, perhaps, in their next game. They could well be double-digit favorites uh, at home in game number two of the NBA season. The other NBA on TNT game last night, the Warriors. Home dogs. That one stood out. And lo and behold, they deserve to be home dogs. New court, brand new arena for Golden State. All those titles won them a court. The fans that bought season tickets, well, <laughs> uh, Steve Kerr after the game said, uh, basically, this is who we are. Golden State didn't look like a playoff team last night. They got run off the floor by the L.A. Clippers. 46 points in the third quarter. That wasn't the combined score. That was what the L.A. Clippers scored on Golden State on the road. 46 points. Golden State looks to be an over-team early, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and Curry talked about the fact that his team isn't, their defensive rotations weren't where he expected them to be. That was certainly on display. Back-to-back -back impressive wins for the Clips to open the season. And Kawhi Leonard opens the new season the way he ended the old season. Well, I guess he played the Lakers on Tuesday. But uh, bottom line is, Warriors lose at home to Kawhi in the finals. And then they lose at home to Kawhi. Uh, in the first game at the new venue. Not a pretty result for Golden State backers last night. So, FCS shocker, Ralph. Jackson State, one outright is three touchdown dogs. Quick take in 30 seconds or less. They won last week in overtime as well. After last week's win, they were number 246 out of the 256 Division I teams in Sagarin's poll. They'll move up this week. They sure will. Mispriced Jackson State winning outright as three TD dogs. We'll be right back here on Wager Talk.
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for line movers here on Wager Talk. What you want to do is talk where the money's going, why it's going there. Are you looking to make your bet now? Are you looking to wait until closer to the first pitch or till tip off or till kickoff? That's the whole portion, uh, the whole purpose, I should say, of this portion of the show when we talk about line movers. And let's start with the money coming in on the Houston Astros for game three of the World Series. This is our World Series preview right here, right now. Astros ain't getting swept. That's what the markets are saying. Do you agree? Is this a Zach Greinke spot? Because so far here in the postseason, Anibal Sanchez has been the better of these two pitchers. And 
<laughs> so far here in the postseason, the Nats have been the better of these two lineups. Yet it's Houston taking the money. Do we see a series? Or is this looking one closer to a sweep? What's your take? Game three of the World Series on all the wise guy money on Houston so far. I understand it. You know, it's basically the due system. There's no way the Astros are going to get swept. But, you know, statistically, you talked about the hitting. The Washington Nationals over the last 20 days, slugging percentage of 338. Houston Astros, this Houston Astros lineup, slugging percentage of 246, batting average of 211 over the last 20 days. You know, with that being said, Houston's only lost back-to-back home games five times this year. They bounced back and gone four and one the game after. Uh, You know, I talked about Washington being a team of destiny after that first inning comeback in game one. But if I, I'm not playing the game, if I had to play the game, I probably would lean with Houston here to get one. Yeah, see, I'm of the theory that when a series is mispriced from the get-go, and this series was mispriced from the get-go with Houston as two-to-one uh, favorites or higher. When it's mispriced from the start, it's not going to be fixed after two games. So while I agree it's an Astros spot, I ain't playing Houston here. We've also seen a lot of over money tonight. That makes a lot of sense to this better. I would not be surprised if one or both of these starters has a rough evening. And again, we've seen the Astros bullpen get bombed this postseason or uh, here in the World Series. Uh, I'm not convinced that happens tonight. But on a list of like super trustworthy bullpens that we trust to get outs, neither one of these teams at or near the top of the list when it comes to game three of the World Series tonight. I understand all of that over money coming in, and I certainly wouldn't look to bet against it. Let's talk a little NBA, Ralph. And uh, I, I want to start with a couple of, of moves. Uh, we've seen some uh, questions about Buddy Heald and whether he's going to be able to play for Sacramento tonight. Uh, uh, Darren Fox is banged up for Sacramento. They lost Marvin Bagley already. Uh, nothing but Blazers money with Portland coming off a loss, heading to Sacramento, home opener for the Kings. And yet the markets are saying, don't expect much from the home opener. It's a Portland spot. It sure is. I mean, we're seeing over 80% of the money and the tickets on Portland. So, you know, Sacramento opens as a small favorite. You know, a three-point line move over the middle. Portland sure looked good in game one. Uh, to me, I, I understand the move. But, again, we're going to take everything I say in the NBA early in the season with a grain of salt without, have, without having done any preseason NBA work. We've seen under money flowing in in the NBA as well today. Jazz Lakers taking under money. Celtics Raptors taking under money. The total moves over the first week or two of the season are moves that I respect, not moves I'm looking to bet against. Uh, so the market's seeing expecting a slower pace when it comes to Jazz Lakers tonight and Celtics Raptors. Ralph, you say you don't do any NBA work before the season. You're lying. I know you do, and you've got a database that'll help when it comes to as early as game two of the season. I know you got to dug up some good stuff for the NBA in terms of trends and angles that work across the league. Game two, what do you got? There's some really interesting stuff out there. Again, this was just off a thought waiting, you know, waiting for the show. And in football, we often talk about 1-0 teams against 0-1 teams and how teams don't want to start 0-2. Obviously, a basketball season is much longer. But in game two, if you simply play the team that lost game one, 
and they are facing an opponent that won game one, you have cashed 66% of the games since 2012. So you have a lead-wide angle that makes complete sense to me at a 66% clip. Three teams fall into that, the Lakers, the Celtics, and the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, all three of them are laying points uh, in game number two. I have a ticket in my pocket against the L.A. Lakers. Despite their success, uh, the long-term success in this role, uh, I don't think the Lakers should be laying to Utah. I think the Jazz are the better of those two teams. Let's talk a little NFL line moves, and we've seen, I'm going to call it buybacks. The early money went on Kansas City. Then the money came, uh, sorry, the early money came on Green Bay. Then we saw a buyback on Kansas City. Even with Mahomes ruled out, there's still three and a half there. That was as high as four and a half earlier in the week. Same story uh, with the Patriots who were bet up off the opener, up to minus 13. And now we're seeing some buyback on Cleveland. What's your take with the money uh, coming for the Packers and then against them, for the Pats and then against them? The latest moves coming against the two favorites in those games. I think our viewers learned so much from our Superbook USA segment on Thursday, which was awesome. And he talked about on their look-ahead lines, They had a lot of Browns money, betting them down to 10. Then that line opened up at 13. Well, what happened? The Sharps jumped back in again and bet that game back down. So we learned so much when we talked to those bookmakers on the Monday and Thursday segments, and that's the exact situation where that happened. Yeah, and I mean, that's something I'm proud we've been able to get them on the show, and I know that uh, I expect them to continue to come on the show on a weekly basis, and the info we get from the bookmakers, it's pretty good info. I hope you stay tuned. And those are destination viewing segments on Mondays and Thursdays. And eventually, we'll probably get a bookmaker on five days a week. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves just yet. Let's stay focused on line movers. Talk about a little college football. Markets are crashing on Mississippi State, man. Nothing but Texas A&M money. Aggies up 11, 11 and a half, even 12 is popping up today. I agree with the move. Uh, I, you know, I, I, my power ratings had A&M at, at 12. So, uh, it doesn't surprise me. And, uh, I just think Mississippi State is a team that's really struggling. And, uh, you know, the yardage wise, they were close, but they just can't score when they get to the red zone. Yeah. Joe Moorhead here and not going as expected. And Moorhead was an assistant who I was very impressed with at Penn State to the tune of like, uh, as impressed as I was with, say, uh, Tom Herman uh, at Ohio State as offense coordinator. Uh, but so far, Moorhead's tenure in Starkville not going well. The market's saying not going to go well this weekend either. New Mexico money. How about this? A little Lobos sharp money. The markets do not trust Hawaii as double-digit road chalk on the mainland. This, to me, is just it's New Mexico I mean, when else would you have your starting quarterback getting suspended and going to court and having a brand new quarterback making his first start and betting on him? So I just don't know how many people know that he's even out. I don't agree with the move at all. Yeah, and it was uh, it was suspension. The, the reports I read about it were not pretty uh, in terms of his content uh, conduct. So uh, it's not something that I expect. Uh, We'll see how it turns out. It's all alleged, yada, yada. But it wasn't a pretty police report for uh, the Lobos starting QB. Hawaii in the road chalk roll, not something the markets are used to. They're in the road chalk roll this week as they travel to Albuquerque. Buckeye money is showing Wisconsin now plus 14 and a half. And we're also seeing Duke money 
The markets do not trust the North Carolina Tar Heels off a triple overtime loss. No problems with the Ohio State money. I did a, a video at Wager Talk talking about how I thought the Buckeyes could be a 17-point favorite, and I would still lean with them. Uh, as far as the Duke-North Carolina game goes, uh, again, the Tar Heels has impressed me. How much can you have left in the tank, though? In, in-state, in app-state, down, lose by three. Clemson, lose by one. Georgia Tech, you win. The Virginia Tech game last week. Uh, NC is going to fall flat on their face one of these games coming up. They're betting it's this week. Sure, and of course, you've been betting nothing but underdogs in Tar Heels games. You've done pretty well for yourself so far this season. North Carolina has been a poor favorite and a good underdog. We saw that again last week. And of course, that Tar Heels defense twice. All they needed was a stop to get the winning cover. Once at the end of regulation, once in overtime. Didn't happen either time. Markets think that defense might be worn down. Money showing for Duke. When we come back, big game breakdowns right here on Wager Talk. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners and viewers of this show can get a deposit bonus up to $500. Here's how it works. One, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Two, make a deposit. Three, place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus up to 500 bucks. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Game and gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Big game breakdown, Ralph. And, you know, there's a lot of good college football this weekend. Do college football here. We'll do NFL in our next segment. Let's start with tonight. TV game. USC traveling to Boulder, Colorado to take on a Buffaloes team that's going through some hard times right now. Lots of injuries on both sides of the football. Colorado's been blown out the last two weeks. Do we trust them to get things right back at home against a USC team that has gone through their fair share of up and ups and downs this season? USC, difficult team for me to trust laying in this price range on the highway in the Clay Helton era. Completely understand that. I think there is a newness to the USC team because of OC Graham Harrell being able to allow the call to plays, not taking his foot off the gas when they have a lead. You look at Colorado, there's 130 teams in the FBS. Colorado is number 128, allowing six. yards per play. That is ugly. You look at a USC team that, yes, you can say they're 0-3 on the road with losses at BYU, Washington, and Notre Dame, but let's not forget the BYU start, a new quarterback making a first road start. Washington, another new quarterback making his first road start. You now have Slovis experienced to a degree, making his third road start a completely different situation. I do like USC, and I lean the over tonight. Yeah, and no weather conditions to speak of in Boulder. Yeah, this is the time of year you better check your weather forecast. Temperatures expected to be in the mid-40s. Not Southern Cal weather, but not bone-chilling cold either. No significant wind uh, expected for tonight either. Uh, Let's talk some of the big games over the weekend. We haven't talked Alabama football all week. I feel like we, you know, the, the viewing audience is, is more interested in Alabama football than any other team. Uh, well, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Clemson, all on that list. But let's talk about it. No Tua this week. They're still laying 32 to Arkansas. No Tua. Is that a good thing? Are they? Is the backup going to come in and chuck the football around? And are they going to try to get him some experience? Or is this one of these, let's grind out the clock on the ground and win this game by three touchdowns and get out of town so we can get Tua back on the field? What's your take? Crimson Tide against the Razorback. 
Well, you're at a home team. You're you're at home. You're playing a team whose only wins are against Portland State and Colorado State. You're playing a team that allows 239 yards per game rushing and 5.0 yards per carry in SEC action. You know, you've got Harris, you've got Robinson, you're going to be able to run the ball. Mark Jones doesn't have to throw the ball. Mark Jones was a lightly recruited kid out of Jacksonville. He originally signed with, was going to sign with Kentucky. Bama gave him the offer. He came here. He's been in the system three years, so he knows the system very well. Again, you have the Bama O-line, you have the Bama running game. There's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to look pretty darn decent behind there. I would still play Bama. I'm not on the game, but if I had to pick a cho- pick and choose a side, I would still be taking Bama minus the 32. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, he was a PS29. He was one of the top 30 quarterback recruits in the country uh, coming out of high school, so it wasn't a guy who was completely overlooked <laughs> just because he was sitting on the Crimson Tide bench uh, all these years. But my whole concept here is if, if I think Saban's going to throw the football downfield, he wants to get his, his QB, uh, some reps and some real reps in terms of, all right, let's, let's let these receivers <laughs> loose uh, and, and see what Mac can do. If Alabama comes out with that game plan, they're going to cover this number, uh, cause I don't think Arkansas can stop them. If they don't and they play closer to the vest with a backup QB, Arkansas is live. But that's one of those, until I see the game plan on the field, I'm probably not going to get involved. I think this game probably better for live betting than it is for pregame betting. Notre Dame has taken all the money so far this week. No surprise. We talked about it in line movers yesterday, how Michigan opened two and a half, and it was like as obvious as day that the money was going to come on the Irish. And neither one of us was surprised that the money came on the Irish. Even though Michigan played a really good second half at Penn State last week, and the Wolverines have been feisty at home. They say Michigan can't beat good teams. They haven't beat good teams on the road in the Harbaugh era. With the exception of Ohio State, they've been pretty consistently beating some of the good teams at home. Notre Dame minus one, total 51 and a half in Ann Arbor on Saturday night. Notre Dame against Louisville, only plus 40 yards per game. Notre Dame against Virginia, only plus five yards per game. Notre Dame against USC, only plus 47 yards per game. You're, you know, you had the Georgia road game and now you've been home for four straight. I'm buying into Michigan. It's probably the first time I've said that in three years. Michigan is on my card for this weekend. I have bet them. I think it's an added bonus to be a home dog and play the disrespect card. I'm buying into the offense and the light bulb went on in that second half. I raised them three points in my power ratings, coming back from a 21 nothing deficit, backed up in a whiteout at night, finishing with a 417 to 283 yard edge, finishing with a 26 to 14 first down edge. I think Michigan should be the favorite by a field goal. I'm eyeing the Wolverines. And of course, you remember last year, the Notre Dame Michigan game was the single biggest line mover of the summer. They played week one. And that line opened Notre Dame minus three, closed Michigan minus three. Notre Dame won the game by a touchdown. The books got to keep all that money. Worth noting this year, another big line move. This time, the money coming for Notre Dame. We'll see if the betters get it right this time around. Ralph says they didn't get it right. He's got Michigan in his pocket at the plus price. Florida State, we haven't talked about this game this week either. And I think it's a really interesting matchup. Even though these two teams, mediocre ACC foes, nonetheless, Fascinating TV game. Florida State minus 10 and a half, 59 against Syracuse. The Orange only lost by seven to Pitt last week. 
you watch the game, it felt like they should have lost by three touchdowns. Can they hang? Even so, can Florida State lay doubles? Two teams the betting market's not particularly excited about these days. Ralph, what's your take? Seminoles versus Orange. Initially, Teddy, looking at the game at the beginning of the week, I said, well, there's no way I can back Syracuse. You know, you're looking at a team that was sacked 17 times the last two weeks against NC State in Pittsburgh. But then you look, and Florida State hasn't sacked an opponent. Granted, they were on the road against Clemson and Wake Forest. Wake Forest gets rid of the ball so fast, they, they never give up sacks. Uh, you know, I, I've gone back and forth on this game. My power ratings, My power ratings lean Syracuse only by a point. But I have no interest in back in the queue. So it really is one of these games where you handicap it. You can't find a reason to take the dog or lay points with the favorite. So a uh, clean no play for me. Yeah, and those, I mean, one of the biggest advantages, and we talk about this not as often as we should, betters have legitimate advantages over the over bookmakers. And one of the biggest advantages that betters have is that we get to pick and choose what games we want to bet. They got to put up numbers for every single game, side, total, first half, et cetera. The fact that we can look at a game like this and say, yeah, I don't want the favorite. I don't want the dog. Easy pass. That's it. Advantage us. <laughs> it really is. Let's stay with marquee matchups. Oregon, minus 14, total of 66 against Washington State. And, I mean, it's a Ducks team that is impressive come from behind win last week. But now they got a win by margin over a Wazoo squad that they finally woke up after a series of bad losses. What's your now? Of course, Washington State's owned the owned the Oregon in recent years. No player on the Ducks has beaten Washington State. Washington State's won each of the last four years. This time around, market saying Oregon going to get their revenge. Oregon minus fourteen total of sixty six versus Washington State. Yes, Washington State's won and covered the last four. Washington State has covered the last nine in this series. So you want to talk about, you know, a coach and a system that that's played well. I like Washington State as a dog here. You know, you have you have the pass attack that's going to always keep the back door open. You want to talk about a situation. Yes, Oregon is at home playing with four times revenge, but coming off that comeback road win against Washington, you know, changes the dynamics. And then they have to go on the road to USC. And all of a sudden now they're starting to think again, hey, we only have one loss to a good Auburn team. If we run the table, perhaps we're there. This is the time I like like fading those teams at the top when they start getting that mentality, despite being the better team. Yeah, anytime a team is talking about national championships in October, they're bet against that week flat out. But the Washington State game at Utah really stands out to me. That offense and that offensive line in particular couldn't do anything against a stout defensive front. And if there's one strength for Oregon, that defensive front is nasty. I worry about Washington State's offense. But and weather, their ability weather to score. was an issue in that game as well, Teddy, for the Utah game. Weather was nasty yeah. in that game. It, it, that's an excellent point. Uh, let's do one more before the break. Uh, LSU minus 10.5, total of 59 against Auburn. Tigers versus Tigers, is this LSU's toughest test? And should they be on upset alert? Can Auburn stop Joe Burrow, who has become the betting favorite for the Heisman Trophy? I believe in the LSU offense. 
I was on them last week against Mississippi State. They covered. They only had 413 yards, but they're, they were off Florida. They're back at home. They have Bam on deck. I believe they have a bye before that game. So tough situation. Bama game is clearly their ahead game, but they're not looking past Auburn. I can see LSU getting to 30. I can't see Auburn getting to 19. I like LSU. Yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of LSU in that one. Auburn at Florida couldn't compete. The offense didn't move the football. This is the game where that Bo Nix and company are going to have to score. NFL big game breakdowns coming up next right after the break. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. You can follow Ralph on Twitter at AlphaZLD. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. You can follow SportsGrid on Twitter at SportsGrid. But what you should be following SportsGrid, and you should do that right now, or really, on YouTube and on Instagram. We're exploding. <laughs> so... Make sure that you are getting access to the content that you want every single day. Follow SportsGrid at SportsGrid TV 
on YouTube and on Instagram. Get that done now. You'll get access, obviously, to everything that we do. Not just this show. There's plenty of other fine quality shows here on the Sports Grid TV network that you probably want to get involved with. Download the, the app. Follow us on YouTube and on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. I want to talk the Sunday night game first because this game's getting weird betting, a crazy betting action. We saw a bunch of money come in, uh, obviously, on the Packers, and it was announced that Mahomes wasn't going to play. And then Mahomes showed up in practice, and the money snuck back in on Kansas City. And now Mahomes has been ruled out officially, and the money's a little bit back on Green Bay. But still, three and a half or four at most places, total of 48, Packers and the Chiefs. And I've said it a couple of times, Ralph. I really genuinely believe that Patrick Mahomes to Matt Moore is the single biggest point spread injury you could have in the NFL. Even more than Tom Brady uh, uh, to uh, uh, Jarrett Stidham, uh, you know, the rookie out of Auburn. And comparable to that. The difference with the Patriots, of course, Patriots have a running game. Patriots have a defense that they can rely on if their quarterback gets hurt. Kansas City doesn't have a defense they can rely on with the quarterback hurt. And their running game is predicated on the ability to throw the football downfield. And Matt Moore is not a capable starting NFL quarterback. I'd only look at Green Bay in this game. And as the price comes down, I get more and more interest in the Packers side here. What's your take? Packers and Chiefs Sunday night football. Do you feel like the eight, seven and a half, eight point move from Mahomes to Matt Moore based on the look headline from last week compared to the actual line this week? You think that's warranted? Because personally, I think it's short. Uh, I think that the Packers should be at least six and a half, maybe seven at Arrowhead with Matt Moore behind center for the uh, the Chiefs. Teddy, I am a firm believer in the injury system, and I will not go against the team the first game after their quarterback gets hurt. The team plays better than expected. The team rallies, and it doesn't happen all the time, but we saw it happen in Pittsburgh when Big Ben went down, Jacksonville when Foles went down, Carolina when Newton went down, uh, New Orleans when Breeze went down. I, It's either I'll back that team, which I have no interest in back in Kansas City, or just not play the game. I will look to fade him in game two, but in that first start, I am truly a firm believer in that injury system. Let me ask you this. Will, Green Bay, now that we know Mahomes is out and the line's probably going to be where it is, do you think Green Bay will make your card? Probably not. You know, uh, it's one of those games that feels like it's going to stay in the lean category, and it's been that way all week. Uh, You know, I missed the three at the open, but three's a strike price. If I see another one, I will get involved, but I don't know that I get there. Well, let's talk about an undefeated team in the San Francisco 49ers. You know, Kyle Allen, much has been made of his 5-0 and start, first player in, in, this, in the modern era to do that in his first five starts. My concerns are this. You look at his two road starts, and the points look productive, but 297 yards at Houston, 268 yards against Tampa Bay. I personally lean under in this game. San Fran 5.5, Teddy a total of 42. And the under makes a ton of sense here. The, this 49ers offense is nothing like what it was a month ago. And I don't think the markets have caught up with that yet. It's not one tackle. They've lost both starting tackles. So, you know, Garoppolo's blind side and his right side. They've lost De- Devlin, the fullback, a Pro Bowl caliber fullback. The offense was based 
uh, largely based on his blocking ability, his pass-catching ability out of the backfield. That is not a let's lay points with them or especially let's lay more than a field goal with them type of offense anymore. It really isn't. Um, and they would say, oh, it was the field last week, the field in Washington. Yeah, it was the field. And the Redskins defense played okay, but it was also that San Francisco 49ers offense, which is not clicking on all cylinders. And I don't think is going to until they get their offensive tackles healthy, which, you know, might be another week or two before that happens. Of course, the Carolina piece of the equation isn't necessarily an easy sell. The Panthers, four straight wins and then a bye week. And you see a team that does that sometimes during the bye week, they get a little fat and happy. That being said, you know, Carolina's success offensively has everything to do with Christian McCaffrey's ability to run the football. This isn't necessarily the type of defense that we expect McCaffrey to have a big day against. So Allen's probably going to have to make some plays here. He's shown signs of ability to do that. Carolina has some playmakers downfield, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers hang around or even win this game. The under, to me, just like you, Ralph, makes a whole lot of sense as well. The Browns are getting 11.5 now. We talked about some buyback earlier in the segment, and a total of 45.5. Browns off the buy. Time to recoup. Baker Mayfield, a a 5-11 ratio. One thing I do want to point it. Browns have been without their two cornerbacks since the Jets game, game two. Both starting cornerbacks are back. Both have been in camp for two weeks and have been practicing. They now take on the New England Patriots. Again, 11-and-a-half, 45-and-a-half, your take on New England-Cleveland. So I went back in my database 10 years and looked at all the times that I bet against the Patriots, and I found that I had not just a losing record, a significantly a significantly bad losing record going against New England. And, of course, when you're talking about a team that has cashed winning bets at a 63% clip over a 15-year span, which is unheard of. I mean, it's absolutely unheard of in the annals of the NFL. You know, you don't have that type of point spread success over that long of a span. The Patriots have. And my track record betting against the Patriots is downright lousy. I don't look for spots to bet against the Patriots is what I'm trying to say. And yet, all I can do here is bet against New England. I'm not believing in the Patriots' offense right now. I'm not. They, too, have serious injury concerns on the offensive line. Okay. They too settling for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns in the red zone. There New England has a ridiculous statistical profile, especially defensively. Their defensive stats over a seven game span, there's been one team in the history of the NFL that have comparable stats that were that good. That was the 1969 Minnesota Vikings over a seven game span. But all of that's been based on playing one bad offense after the next and banged up. And I mean, everything's broken right with their, the strength of schedule, their opponents. Browns have had two weeks to prepare and they got a chip on their shoulder. And I'd much rather take this team as a dog than as a favorite. So I lean Cleveland here. And you know what happens when I lean and I'm like, all right, I'm leaning the other way against going against the Patriots. That game stays in the lean category. I never take the money out of my wallet. I never get on my phone and make the bet because you bet against the Patriots and get even. I've been burned too many times. Not going to do it. Lean, lean Browns. Markets lean Browns too right now. But again, it's just a lean. (laughs) Eddie, we know we quickly, we've talked about for our viewers, 
you've been in the business and you have a database for 10 years. It is so important to track your plays. We've talked about it in betting 101 that you and I still do it. We go back to look at the teams we have a good read on. We go back and look at teams that have a, a poor read on and it helps you handicapping moving forward. So you never outgrow that. You never become such an expert that you don't have that database. Just again, an important, we have a lot of new viewers here that are learning how to bet. Make sure you do mark down those bets or in even those opinions so you know what your thought was prior to the week when you're looking at next week's card. Continuing on, the Houston Texans are laying six and a half. We have a total of 51. Obviously, Vegas doesn't think the Oakland pass rush can slow down Houston. And the Houston defense, which is allowing 68% completion, will have trouble slowing down Oakland. Your take on the Texans and the Raiders. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see points in bunches uh, in this one. Oakland's an over team right now. Their defense is dicey at best. Uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers with a career game uh, against the Raiders last week, and I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, to see Deshaun Watson have a big game uh, against this Oakland secondary. The pass rush isn't there. Uh, for the Raiders on a consistent basis and the cornerback play uh, has been spotty. But you talked about some of the Texans' defensive weaknesses. The one thing Carr's doing right now, he's chucking that football around accurately. It's not like the Raiders have a ton of big play weapons, but that offense has been very efficient. I've been impressed with Oakland on the offensive side of the football. The defense, not so much. So I can understand why this total is as high as it is. You're not going to catch me with an under ticket in my pocket for this one. I want to also talk about what you were saying with the databases a moment ago, because the concept of tracking your results, a lot of bettors are making bets here, there, at the end of the day, they don't even know what they bet. All right. When you have a spreadsheet and you track your results, you're tracking by sport, and then you can organize by team. You can organize, am I winning with my favorites? Am I winning with my underdogs? Am I winning with my bigger favorites or my shorter favorites? The more post-mortem you do on your own wagers after the fact, I was like, after the fact, I'll forget that game. Let's look at next week. No. Think about your thought process as you were making the decisions to make the bets. Look at the results in front of you. And guess what? Your thought process will be better next week. And it'll be better the week after that. In theory. Uh, but it's something that makes a whole lot of sense for this better. The tracking your results is a must if you're serious about sports betting. And if you're watching this show, I know you're serious about sports betting. That's why you're hanging around. The L.A. Rams are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, a total of 48 against the Cincinnati Bengals. The winless Cincinnati Bengals, who, since their opener, have been outgained by at least 110 yards each game. Can you trust this Rams offense? Uh, looking at the beginning of the year and looking the way they're playing, I mean, this line looks cheap. You have a, a team that went to the Super Bowl only laying 12-and-a-half against a winless team. Do you believe that thought, Teddy? I don't trust the Rams. Um, and again, this, uh, it's a London game. So it involves, you know, LA spent the week in Georgia and then, uh, tried, went over to a London on Thursday. Um, so you have that added distraction. And I understand the Rams won 37 to 10 in Atlanta last week. I cashed a ticket on LA in, in that ball game and it was easy. And yet after the game, was I like, are the Rams back? I did not up my power rating on LA. They couldn't run the football against a bottom tier defense. And that hasn't gone away. So there are issues still on the offensive line for Atlanta. There's issues with the L.A., I should say. There's issues with their running game. And when Goff has wide-open receivers like you're going to against the Falcons secondary, he's going to have a big game. 
The markets, uh, teams have figured out Jared Goff. All that being said, the, the Bengals, from a statistical standpoint, are approaching Miami levels right now. It's a Cincinnati team that over their last four games has been out yarded by three yards per play, Ralph. By th- per play. Those aren't bad. That's, they're not a backable team for me right now. Not even maybe. Three games left. Quick hitters, Tony. Teddy, excuse me. Saints minus 10. Seahawks minus 7. Bills minus 2. Your favorite play on those or any thoughts on those three games? Well, I mean, we still don't know yet if it's going to be Breeze or Bridgewater. Or, uh, I don't know with that game. That game's been off the board all week. Seattle finally showing up on the board this week, and they don't know if it's going to be Ryan or Schaub. Uh, I laid six and a half with the Seahawks. Uh, I, I, I'll bet against Atlanta any opportunity I get right now in a game where they're going to have to be competitive to win uh, or cover. Uh, and that home field right now is a home field disadvantage for the Falcons. Lifeless crowd, lifeless team. Atlanta's my number one fade. Great point. Uh, Great moving point. forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Bill's Eagles, fascinating game. Uh, I really don't know what to do with uh, Philadelphia and Buffalo. From a point spread perspective, if you're basing it just on what these teams have done this year, this point spread's really cheap. If you're basing it on the spot for Philadelphia, well, if the Eagles have something, they're supposed to show it here. We'll find out on Sunday. Not a game that I bet. Pros versus Joes coming up next right here on Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. 
And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here in the home stretch of Wager Talk on a Friday and a football Friday. And Ralph, what we like to do on Fridays during NFL season is talk about pros versus Joes, where the public money is going, where the wise guy money is going. And this isn't a week where there are a ton of pro versus Joe games in the NFL. In fact, there's really only one game that is a legit pros are on one side, Joes are on the other. Let's talk about that one first. That, of course, the Broncos and the Colts. We've seen sharp money for Denver, plus the points. And we've seen recreational better money for the Indianapolis Colts. who are. And when we talk about the Joes, week in, week out, the teams are going to back. Our teams that covered last week and looked good last week. And he looked good last week in the win over Houston. But this, a legit sharp square divide game, although... Colts have been a pretty darn good points spread team in recent years, haven't they, uh, Mr. Michael? Yeah, you know, you, you, you're looking at the Colts, the Rams, and the Patriots, the Joes. Those guys are 14-5 are and five against the spread. That's what happens. We talk about Ohio State and college. It's the same thing. Teams that win and cover are the people. People want to play on a team that gets to streak, and they could say, hey, I've covered eight straight with this team. And that's why you, you have those popular ATS teams as part of the Joes list almost every week. Yeah, and but the the irony is that we sit here and go, oh, well, the Joes, recreational betters, what do they know? They're betting the teams that have been undervalued. And you talked about it, the Colts, the Rams, and the Patriots. And, of course, the Rams are in a really good situation this week from a team chemistry standpoint, having spent the week practicing in Atlanta. We saw San Francisco do that earlier this year, Ralph, and worked pretty well when they spent the week in Youngstown. There is something to be say about bonding trips. Hawaii used to do it all the time when they were here for two weeks. You're away from your distractions. You don't have your family issues. You're not worrying about picking up the kids and paying the bills. All you're doing is focusing on football for a week. That's a rare commodity for an NFL team. Sure is. So Joes are on Colts, Rams, and Patriots. The pros on the Broncos, the Giants in Detroit, and the Chargers. The Chargers have been taking wise guy money all week long. Those are the legit sharp square divide games for the NFL on Sunday. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with Ralph and I here on Wager Talk. We'll be back again on Monday. Stay tuned for At the Window with Drew Martin and Sean Guastamacchia coming up right now here on the Sports Grid TV Network.